Good morning, and welcome into the Blitz live here on Fan Run Radio. We're live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. It's Tuesday. It's Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. I didn't even realize that. Is Valentine's Day always on the fourteenth? I think so. Yeah, always, always on the fourteenth. Yeah. Second Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Happy Valentine's Day, boys. We didn't get each other flowers? Yeah, what's that about? Mine are still coming. Okay. <laughs> Charlie Collier, Andy Brock, Sam Beard back behind the board here with you for the next couple of hours. I forgot it was Valentine's Day. Yeah. As well. I had someone text me this morning. Uh, hard day for us, boys. <laughs> Praying for you. <laughs> and I immediately, this was the first That's thing I saw one. when I woke up. So I immediately texted, did something happen to one of my sports teams? I haven't seen anything. What's going on? Just panicked and frantic. Like, assuming that tough day meant that, like, I don't know, someone suffered an injury or someone Derek got Henry in trouble left. or, like, fired or something. Like, I was pretty freaked out. He's like, no, nah, dude, it's just Valentine's Day. <laughs> False alarm. False alarm. So that's how I figured out it's Valentine's Day. Big day. National holiday. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Valentine's Day was kind of fun in, in elementary school. Oh, when you had those boxes lined up Bal- on the desk, boxes, and everyone would bring people, Valentine's. People in. dropping candy in You're there, little cards, three lollipops yeah. in your crush's little box there. Oh yeah. Valentine's Day in elementary school did was you, huge. Did you pick out like? Did you make sure to give your crush like the best one? Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta show them. Gotta some spice one. it up a little bit. Yeah. You got to get like the best lollipop you got in your. In your like I think there. I think like I, yeah I pick out like this is my favorite card of all the cards. Mm-hmm. That is such a looking back sure at it, though, like name, a funny yeah. funny thing to think back like being seven years old and having just a giant bag of candy and a giant <laughs> box of Valentine Day that Valentine's yeah. cards and just the night before like going through and writing your name. Oh, like, so name fun though! Everything on each one of them. Everything in elementary school was so much cooler. Dude, every really holiday was. was so much cooler. Every holiday was just sick. I know. They, you they always set did up something. holidays with such high expectations, yeah, and now did. it's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't it's, get that anymore. Like we, Like, we can't, like, just buy $5 gifts at school anymore for our parents for Christmas, and it'd be acceptable. <laughs> like, you don't get big feasts on Thanksgiving just during the week, just during the weekday before it. Think about if, like, Every person in like corporate America just got extremely happy when you handed them like a little <laughs> tiny like two by two piece of paper that just says Happy Valentine's Better Day. Better yet, too blank from me. Imagine you go into like the offices of of one of the big five, right? Deloitte or like PwC or the other three, because I don't know these things because I talk <laughs> on radio instead. Um, yeah, imagine like you just walk into like the PwC like corporate office and you just see a bunch of dudes and women too. We're progressive. Women too, just with Valentine's Day boxes at their desks. I think waiting all waiting for like <laughs> the two p.m. call time yeah. for everyone to just pass out Valentines. I think at some point corporate life at some point reverts back to elementary school days. Like you just become an elementary school student again. I think that should be required. If you work in a corporate setting with a lot of people on a floor, why not just do stuff you did in elementary school? I think at some point it, it mirrors that a lot. Like you do big group floor events or something. You did that at elementary school. Just revert back to what you did. Everybody make boxes. Everybody, uh, 
I'd be okay with that. Yeah, we watch yeah. movies sometimes. I think like <laughs> close to the most intoxicated I've ever been was on a Valentine's Day one time. Interesting. In college, at like a at a Wing Wednesday. Are you one of those people that are like, you gotta spend Valentine's Day like if if you don't have a Valentine, you just gotta like ignore the like I don't how do you I don't know how I, do I well I, people are always like oh man like people that don't have a Valentine they're like you know sad or whatever I, it's like another normal day oh yeah I mean like I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't drink because it was Valentine's okay. Day. I, I was just at Wing Wednesday. Just happened to be Valentine's Ran into Day. like an older man named Randy, and he was like, I've been, I haven't gotten electric, co- like, he, he works for some electric company or something. He's like, I haven't gotten a contract in nine months, and I was about to lose the house. And today I got a contract, so we're out celebrating. <laughs> and I was like, let's go, Randy. I am all in on celebrating you. And I ditched my friends, and I just started celebrating with this dude named Randy. Nice. And wow. It's a good memory. Next morning. Never seen him again, but there was just a text from an unknown number, and it just said, hey, this is Randy. We still going to go to that Ice Bears game? <laughs> Should have made it. Never went. <laughs> Think Randy's listening? I hope so. If you are, hit me up. We'll Sounds go like to, Charlie's we'll, not going to the Ice Bears game. We'll go to that you. Ice Bears game. I will take you personally if you're listening, Randy. But, yeah, Valentine's Day, I don't know. It's never really, it's yeah, never like really I, meant anything to me. I actually figured out it was Valentine's Day when you said it. Yeah. Ten minutes ago. Mm. Yeah, it's another day. I might like go buy myself some candy. Yeah. Just treat, you, treat like, yourself. you got Valentine's Day plans? You got any women in your life, Andy? No, no, I have no Valentine's Day plans. Um, we're focused on uh, Tennessee baseball game week. I don't think that's I've, our Valentine's have Day. You, have you like been dating a girl on Valentine's Day before? I have, yeah. See, I don't think I've ever even like been dating someone on valentine's day just means you got to buy more stuff yeah yeah i mean i <laughs> shout out me really for for saving that money yeah no you're you're being very responsible i mean valentine's day plans though gosh i don't know probably just gonna everything's packed too like watch you try to Creighton get... play providence if you're if you're like <laughs> trying to go somewhere to eat tonight good yeah, luck no. good luck unless you go to like you know somewhere pretty cheap can't go can't go if you were trying to find dine on a tuesday tonight good luck <laughs> maybe i should work tonight maybe i should maybe, 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 should. maybe that's what i should maybe do. you should people be doing that be, if they'll be probably, tipping people, well yeah people probably be out and about we'll probably be tipping well you especially know, like impress the date hey i i got it babe exactly here's a, yeah. here's a 30 dollar tip i'm leaving a good tip you probably should mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good day good day texting the boss right now hey <laughs> Eddie, anyone, anyone got a on? shift? <laughs> you uh, you doing good today, Andy? I'm doing great. Doing yeah. good. Yep. I'm awake. I'm feeling good. No caffeine. I've started to not do caffeine in the morning. It's crazy. Y'all do that? Y'all drink coffee? Sometimes. Um, no, not often. You said you, I you used said to always gotten into it? Yeah. Got like, back into it? No, 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 no. I've, I'm away from it now. I did. I've I've done like caffeine in the morning since I was a senior in college. Like on, so coffee or just many. any other any. Form so I don't of like caffeine. the flavor. I don't like the flavor of coffee. So just a different form of caffeine. Like so I just have been like doing like energy drinks for a while. Not energy drinks. Like it's like it's Mio Energy, and you like squirt okay, it into yeah. your water. That type of deal, and it like wakes you up in the morning. I didn't really know that caffeine like that existed until that point, and I was like, this is great. My mornings, I feel so much more awake. I've stopped doing it for a week and I feel great. Feels good. I don't know. Maybe we got natural energy now out of nowhere. 
feel like if don't you feel tired. I don't know. You you do anything in the morning before you come here? I eat breakfast. Well, that's not. <laughs> I, I drink don't know water. If that's getting it done? Maybe that's getting it done. I don't know. Drink water. Just drink a lot of water, I guess, when you wake up. They say that that's hydrate. They say that like there's a there's steps that you're supposed to follow in the morning when you first wake up. There are to, routines to make for a better, more I make my bed. energetic day. I make my bed. I don't make my bed. You gotta start doing that. No, yeah, I don't believe a, in made beds. I why not? I hate them. Why? Like I need my bed incredibly untucked to, to, to sleep comfortably. Well, you can ruffle it later at night. Just like ruffle it up and as it, soon it's as you. It's like it takes. It's hard work sometimes to. To get it the way I like it. So once I have it the way I like it, I just leave my bed unmade. Sometimes then I guess I'll take... you're just looking at it all day. It's sometimes like, I guess I'll take the comforter and just, like, toss it over everything okay. and not actually make it up. I'm not, like, tucking the sheets in, like, under the <laughs> under the mattress and everything. Just, I'm just... I'm throwing the... It's like two simple steps. Yeah, I'm throwing the covers over the top I of don't the do bed. That. Like, I'm making it look nice. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I end up with, like, the comforter as a pillow. Sometimes I end up with, like, pillows as... I, I, I like, I sleep all over the place. <laughs> Well, you can still do that while making your bed in the morning. I guess. But they say within, like, the first ten minutes of being awake, you need to do, like, some minor physical activity. Yep. Um, get in direct sunlight. Okay, well, I haven't done that. <laughs> yeah, get into direct sunlight. I drove in sunlight. And drink a glass of water. I've been doing that. I have been making more. Like I'm, I'm hydrated. I forget what some of the other things are, but like I know that those two specific ones, direct sunlight and water. I think there's like meditation is a big deal. Gotta meditate. Yeah. Write something like journal something like. I think that's maybe like some nighttime. gratefulness. I think well, like you could do. I feel like journal. you could you could do either. Make a journal about it in the morning. There's nothing that's happening. Things that you're grateful for. I don't know. Things, things that you want to do. About. Things that goals for the day. Do you journal? No, <laughs> I, I mean I have before. It's just like hard to get in. The, it's just like ah. I feel like journaling. Yeah, it's tough. Like, my journal, I feel like, is writing in my notes app on my phone. Of like, here's what I gotta do today. <laughs> like, yeah, you, I, my notes app on my phone is flooded. My notes app on my phone is is just lists chaos. <laughs> it is everywhere. It is chaos. And the thing is, I'll never delete them. Like uh, you go back and like, oh, this is where my mind was a year ago, and like how I was trying to scramble to get ready for this so, thing, and like I got a new phone like a year and a half ago, and. The only thing that didn't back up somehow was the notes app. Oh. I lost like six years of just note after note after note. But I, like, I went through and deleted a bunch of them that just it had nothing in it because I was like running out of space on my phone. But, like yeah. I, but I can just scroll through this and there's just so many random notes. Oh, just I know. Lists and I always think I'm like gonna go back through them at some point. And what do you think I was? Like, what do you think I was listing here? Listen to this uh, on, on April thirtieth, two thousand twenty-one. I wrote down Wap Fillier, Trey Rogus, Darius Still, Bryce Thompson, Nick Bolton, Michael Carter, Shy Smith, Tommy Togai, Stone Forsyth, Cam McGrow, and Shaka Tony, Jamar Jefferson, Caleb Farley, and Aziz Jamar Jefferson. In order, <laughs> Jermar Jefferson, the uh, <laughs> the Oregon State running back, not the not not Justin Jefferson, not the combination of oh, Jamar man. Chase and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> I just wrote down all those names with their position next to them. This is my earliest note on my phone here. I don't know what that was. September 29th, 2016. Monday, psych article. Psych reading. English. Math homework. <laughs> Sounds terrible. I guess this was my... Oh, I found my receiver rankings from this year, I think. Oh, let's this hear them. This is this year. Traylon Burks won. <laughs> this is oh, from... Is this rookies or just like... 
No, yeah, this was my pre-draft. Okay. This is from I thought you were March. talking about like top receivers in the NFL. This is from early March. These are this is my my okay. prospect rankings. It was Traylon Burks one, Jahan Dotson two, uh, Wandale Robinson three. Okay. David Bell four, <laughs> Chris Olave five, uh, David Jalen Tolbert six, Garrett Wilson <laughs> seven, Christian Watts at eight. Drake London nine, George Pickens ten, Mechie eleven. Okay, well, I mean, I think you were you I were Jamison Williams at twelve. I guess was that because of his AC? Probably because he wasn't playing. I don't really know. Doesn't seem uh, fair. Who knows what I was doing on that day? But I mean, you, you, like were, Burks. you were you were hitting around the area. I was bouncing. From you, you were left close. To right. Garrett Wilson won Rookie of the Year, but close. Shouldn't have won Rookie of the Year. I don't think he should have either. Should have been Alave or Brock Purdy. Or Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Did you guys see the guy that lost a million dollars on a $5? It was a $3 bet, and he just predicted, like, all the NFL awards preseason, and he put uh, Chris Olave instead of Garrett Wilson. $3 for a million. It should have been Olave. Let's just all – it should have been Brees Hall if he didn't get hurt. Oh, yeah. Brees Hall was on his way. Easy. Brock Purdy. Why did, so, so there's like the offensive rookie year and defensive rookie year, right? Because yeah. Sauce Gardner won defensive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we, it was like going to be Devin Lloyd for like the first two weeks of the season, and then Sauce Gardner was like, "Wait, no, I'm already just one of the best corners in football." <laughs> yes, that did happen. That did happen, and then Micah Parsons just didn't win defensive player of the year. Didn't even get a, a first place vote. Yeah, that, he really, he that's, really choked. It's kind of crazy. I don't he think does he, like feet though. I did see that. Yeah, that was wild. Shout out Micah Parsons. Micah man. Parsons is an interesting dude. Yeah, he's he's no one asked dude. him either. No, he, no, he, just, no. he just went for it. Really wanted everyone to know, like, hey, I have a foot fetish. He's a unique individual. I'll tell you that. He he's unique, but he's good at football. He's yeah. great at football. You know, sometimes he's staring at people's feet a little too long. Sometimes he's pulling knives on teammates in the locker room, and sometimes I he's didn't know that getting a bunch of sacks. <laughs> I prefer the sacks. Did you guys realize, by the way, Sauce Gardner was also like an All Pro this year as a rookie? Yeah, no, he's insane. Like, no, he him he and probably, Patrick Sertain were the two. All he pro probably should have gone one-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jags, if they had him instead of Trayvon Walker, oh, thank God they don't have him instead of Trayvon Walker. Probably oh, should have gone one-one. I mean, that's I wanted when the Cowboys drafted Zeke. I wanted us to pick Jalen Ramsey, so just reminds me of that for some reason sam you good today yeah i'm doing pretty good doing pretty good um what'd you do last night not a whole lot honestly uh i had to do homework for a while so i was doing homework cool, cool. yeah you, know, you don't actually have to do that right no I mean, no 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 no, yeah, no. sam's sam's getting straight a's Remember? they gave me a piece of paper with my name on it and i don't think i did homework once well, we're not trying. We're, we're trying to get straight A's here. You're right. I'm, I'm being a good guy. I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing my homework. Yeah. Uh, I went that's to the a gym. Lot, they tell you. And then I ordered some Mexican food. Man, that's it's good. A, that's it's good. Like a, it's a good Monday. That's a good yeah. night. Yeah. Watched like a the back half of some college basketball games because I was doing homework late, but can't complain. Miami beat solid Monday. Miami Best beat bet, your baby. rival. Yeah. Yeah, I watched some. I watched some college hoops last night. Had some fun watching. Uh, the Big Twelve, Big Twelve's always fun. I love a nice always Big have Twelve fun watching Monday. the Big Twelve. Love a good Big Twelve Monday. They just come out of nowhere too. You what don't you don't expect it to happen. Day, just one conference each day, <laughs> like Big Twelve days Monday. 
Yeah, SEC's <laughs> Tuesday. Wednesday. Big Ten is Wednesday. Yeah, SEC's Tuesday. ACC's Thursday. ACC Thursday. Big East Friday. There already is Big East Friday. Right. Perfect. And then everyone plays Saturday? And Big Ten always plays on Sunday, too. The Big Ten, I feel like, just plays whenever they want to. I hate that the, that people play on Sunday. Yeah. Like, it just confuses 10, everyone. The and Big there's Ten also- plays on, like, Saturday, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, and, like, Monday. The Sunday Big Ten game could also be, like, a primetime Saturday game. But they're like, nah, let's just throw it in let's on a just, Sunday at noon. Yeah. Actually, I really enjoy that. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm a big fan of the Sunday game. I think game. it's nice, but, like. It helps you wean off of football. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't just go from full full Sundays to no Sundays. That's true. Yeah, but uh, I had a good time watching College Hoops last night. Then I sat down. I was going to watch a movie. And I got about 20 minutes into this movie. And I was like, you know what? I want some kettle corn. Mm. So I went to pop Sounds some. Good. Went to pop some. And up on top of the shelf, there was a big red bowl. And it was flipped upside down to where the bottom of the bowl was facing upwards. And the opening was covered by the ground that it was you know, upside down on top of. So I just slid that red red bowl towards me to pull it off the shelf. Apparently underneath that red bowl was a glass bowl that was just a little bit smaller. So when I slid the red bowl, the glass bowl that was up underneath it, then just came loose and fell straight to the ground. It shattered into no less than 17 million pieces. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that video looked bad. And it got everywhere. It was in the sink. It was in the oven. It was in the cracks, the crevices, the laundry room, the kitchen, under the rug, under the couch. You'll be finding glass for the next week. Yeah, forever. Yeah. Not for the next week. Like, the people that live in that apartment after me are going to get glass in their foot at some point. (laughs) So, like, I don't know. I got home, or I got out of my room earlier in the day, and, like, my roommate's girlfriend's dog had peed on the couch and they just Shout didn't out. notice it, and they just left it there. Shout out. So then I had to, like, spend, like, 40 minutes cleaning the couch. And then I finally was, like, done cleaning the couch, and I had watched some basketball, and then I had to pull that bowl out and clean that bowl, clean that bowl up. It took me an hour. <laughs> I cleaned up glass for an hour. So then I did – and then at that point it was like, well, now I can't finish my movie. It's too late at night. So then I had to wake up this morning in time to f- watch the second half of the movie. Oh, you watched a morning movie. You got up this morning and finished it. Yeah, well, I got halfway through, and then I was like, well, I wasted an entire hour that I would have spent watching the final hour of the movie. Instead, cleaning this bowl up, I can't stay up another hour because it was like 1230. I was like, I don't want to stay up till 130. Just going to wake up and watch it in the morning. So then I woke up and I watched the final hour of a movie this morning. That's impressive. It's a weird way to start a day. Yeah. yeah. What. <laughs> that is a weird never day started way to with start a, movie. a day. Yeah. Yeah. I uh it was an all right movie too. Very good acting. Story didn't live story wasn't as good as the acting. It was uh the killing of a sacred deer. Okay. Twenty seventeen movie. Colin Farrell. Kate Middleton maybe was. Ah. It was know. good though. Is it, isn't she like the the princess? Isn't she married to the, the prince of England, Kate Middleton? Yeah, I don't think I had the right <laughs> Kate. I don't yeah, think that that's right. right. I don't think that's right. You know, sometimes you get the right Kate. Sometimes you get the wrong Kate. I, it is what it is. Chris Middleton. No, that's it. Was I'll tell you who it was. Nicole Kidman. There you okay, go. That makes there sense. you go. Okay. Colin Farrell, Nicole Kidman, and Barry Keoghan. He was really good. Good job, Barry. 
I uh, shout out Barry. The Barry was excellent. I forgot last night. I also watched the episode one of the full swing that Netflix released. Yeah, I saw that they just dropped one on on YouTube. Yeah, like, what? Earlier. Yeah, thought it was supposed to come out tomorrow. They just dropped like one episode. Is like a little preview. Very good. I refuse to watch it. I don't. They I don't told me it's coming out the fifteenth. I'm going to watch it the fifteenth. It said it's a sneak really. peek. I don't know if it's like actually episode one of that show or if it's just like a compilation of kind of a lot of things that happened in it, but. That's the, I, it looked I don't good. Want anything it, it was yeah. very good. It's gonna be great. I can't wait to watch. Wednesday's that a big tomorrow. day. Yeah, Wednesday's a big day. We've been counting down to the days till Wednesday for a while now. As we're just we're one away. A lot of good soccer that day too. Tomorrow, if you're interested, yeah. a lot of good soccer. A lot of good soccer. Uh, I'm back out on soccer. You're back out. I was when back in? in. I was back in when Everton beat Arsenal. Well, Everton's terrible month because you know we've got a new coach again. And it's like, hey, maybe we turned a corner. We're gonna escape relegation. And then yesterday we played the Maryside Derby. Yeah, the Merseyside Derby, yeah. and you got destroyed. 2-0. Y'all are back on the relegation side of things. Yeah, I think we're going to get relegated. Oof. That's not good. Like, with our fancy new stadium that we're going to build, it's going to just not be good. like, oh, cool, the nicest stadium in the championship. You guys have won four, four matches this year, y'all. And one won. of them was Arsenal. The best team. The best team. What happened to Everton, man? They're not good. I'll tell you what, I became a fan, and they've immediately just bottomed out. Yeah. Bottomed out. Not good. I'll tell you what else I found this morning. You know that Letterboxd app that I'm, like, obsessed with for the movies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found a TV show version of it. Mm. I already know that that is going to take up at least an hour of my day today. <laughs> already locked in. What's it called? Serialed. <laughs> Serialed. Yeah. Very cool. Like, I, I found it this morning, and I spent 20 minutes on it, and I logged 29 TV shows and put 19 more on my watch list. Very good. Very glad I found it. Do not like. It tells you just right on your profile. Time spent watching TV based on all the uh, the episodes you've logged. So far, it's one month, 29 days, and five hours. That's, That's a little scary because mm. I'm sure it's going to be a lot more. And I think most people's would be a lot more. But uh, get started to the show. We'll uh, we'll dive into some college hoops on the other side. Stay with us here on The Blitz. As if it wasn't proven enough. The Big 12 just continues to be the best conference in all of America. Last night, you had a couple couple more Big 12 games. Uh, both delivered. Baylor dominated West Virginia. 12-point uh, victory in the end of things, but really just it felt like they led by double digits most of the way. They were just right there in that range. And Chama Chachua, Probably his best game since returning for Baylor. Um, there was a wonderful article, by the way, in The Athletic last week. Highly recommend reading it if you have the time about him and his journey and his return from injury. Very inspiring, but an incredible player. Now he's back for him, and, and you know, if he can That's your team. get back to looking like himself, that makes him even more dangerous. But the guards are excellent. They were excellent last night. Last night it was LJ Cryer that had 26 points and – you know, they survived a 
mediocre night from Keontae George, too, at least scoring the basketball. He did have a seven assists, but Baylor continues to just really impress me personally. And then on the flip side of things, you had a Texas team that had climbed all the way up to number six, had really been playing some good ball since that Tennessee loss that I think started to become a pretty popular, you know, this is a Final Four team type pick. Yeah. They go on the road to Texas Tech and promptly lose, which... Big 12, man. Yeah, exactly. That kind (laughs) of is just the reaction. It's like, well, it's the Big 12. On the road. If any other top 10 team went on the road and lost to the worst team in their conference, I mean, they would be... Pardon me. They would be having a meltdown right now. Shout out Texas Tech. They were 0-8 to start Big 12 play. And now, in their last three home games, they've beaten Iowa State, Kansas State, and Texas. That's, that's what I was about to say. Only in the Big 12 can you have a team start 0-12, <laughs> be 3-10, and their three wins all would have come over a team that was Final in first place at the time. Yeah. That's unreal. Because each team they've beaten was in first place at the time. No way. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just they might like they they they're in the bubble conversation now. I don't think so. I don't think we're going that. Far. I'm not saying they're like first 14 four and 12. Out. They're not first four out. They're not next four out. But like they are officially in the territory of like, hey, keep an eye on on A and M. I mean, or not A and M on Texas Tech. I, I personally, if the committee came out and said, hey, the Big 12 is so good this year, we're just gonna put all all the all ten of the teams in. I would have no problem with that because I really do think the Big 12, every team probably in some realm, deserves to be in just because they're playing in this tough conference. And the fact that, you know, Texas Tech has only three conference wins, but they're against three of the best teams in that conference. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't complain. I, I don't, think they're, they're I don't saving think they're grace. Make the tournament. Their saving grace could be the fact that they don't really possess a bad loss. Maybe Oklahoma at home in overtime. Oklahoma, not even a bad loss. It's just a team that is on the unfortunate side of the Big 12 massacre. Oklahoma's not doing well right now. They they, they have but, lost seven of their last eight. Their one win, Alabama by 30-plus. Make, make that make sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Texas Tech, though, I mean, they played a decent schedule. I mean, they, just, they have West Virginia, Oklahoma, and then TCU at home coming up. If they're 17-12 and 12, by the end of those three games – I would be willing to bet with two games remaining at Texas and then at home against Oklahoma State that they would be in the tournament picture if they go if they win their next three. It's a tough ask, obviously, yeah. in the Big 12, but I don't think they're out of it yet. Maybe they can still kind of salvage this season. To me, they're, um, they're a long shot. Uh, they have to, yeah, like you said, I think they've, they've got to almost run the table the rest of this month. I feel like West Virginia was kind of that cutoff at first. West Virginia may be trending more towards out as well. But other than that, like Oklahoma State has done a good job now to where they're They've won five in a row. They're for sure in the field. Yeah. Um But yeah, I I also have no issue arguing that Texas Tech should be in the field because yeah, it's the hardest conference in the sport and now they're trending in the right direction. If they keep doing that, then yeah, maybe they can get in a nine of ten teams make it or or eight teams again are in the field. I don't know. It's, it, it really is. I think the Big 12 champ week, conference tournament week, is going to be oh absurd. I was, I was, I was texting <laughs> with my brother last night. Just like every single game of the Big 12 tournament is going to be appointment television. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a, a real chance that if you come out of this conference with, with six losses, you're going to have a share of the Big 12 regular season title. Yeah. I'm a, like I'm going to Vegas for, for conference championship week. I go on that Wednesday through Sunday. So I'll just be there for all the major conference tournaments. I don't know how I'm going to do anything other than watch the Big 12 tournament. Like, I don't, I don't know you how can't I, do am I going to go play Pie Gal? I don't think so. Like, am I going to go to like a cool Vegas club or a pool or dinner or hang out with anybody? No, I think I'm probably just going to just watch the Big 12 tournament all day, all night. But no one will Family dinner at seven. Sorry, I got to watch. Sorry, guys. Texas uh, Tech. And we got a we got a quarterfinal matchup that <laughs> also happens to be a top ten matchup. It happened. Yeah, it could be an elite eight matchup. Yeah, right? you know this <laughs> potential final four preview in the opening round of the Big Twelve. Yes, Big Twelve tournament. I mean, do they 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 go straight like all ten teams, or they they, they go a bye? Do they go four teams get a bye? I they have to do. Because with ten teams, they, the math doesn't. They had to do four teams do a bye. No, two teams get a bye. I'm looking at the. Uh, I think maybe the two, top two teams get a bye. The Big Twelve tournament last year. No, so. Uh, wait, what the heck? Okay, so last year it looks like there were only nine teams. Well, because Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State had was a, ineligible, a postseason, so that's man. why. Yeah, good call. So let's see what it was like when they had ten. Uh, so they have eight and nine play, seven and ten play, and then everyone else gets a buy. Okay. So I mean, even if you had that right now, it would be TCU, Oklahoma, and West Virginia, <laughs> Texas Tech in the opening round. That's crazy. TCU just casually, you know, not and then even you getting could have a buy. TCU, Texas. You could have Oklahoma or Texas Tech and Kansas. And then you would have like Baylor, Kansas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. Oh my, it's gonna be so good. Uh, but speaking of the Big Twelve, it kind of gets us into you know the rest of this conversation. Probably, I would say, if you ask someone to name, hey, these are your top four title contenders right now, Family Feud style. I'd say there'd probably be like. Nine to fourteen teams that come up on the little family feud style board. If you ask mm-hmm. hundred college basketball fans, but I'm going to ask you. I know that there's plenty of options. I'll ask both of you. Give me the four teams that right now you get you get four twenty dollar bets. Everyone is at equal odds. Which four teams are you most confident in their ability to win a championship this year? Um, you want me to roll it off? Roll it off right now? Yeah. Alabama, mm-hmm. Houston, Purdue, Kansas. Alabama, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas? Yeah. Got to be, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be, but I feel like that makes – I put Kansas in there because they won it last year, and they're still good, and that just gives me confidence in them. Almost said UCLA. Almost said – Texas almost said Baylor. Yeah. I I I agree with that list. I think I would put Baylor in there maybe as my fourth one. I agree with Andy there. So you guys are both Alabama, Houston, Purdue. Even though I think those yeah, even yeah, though I Purdue lost to Northwestern, yes. Even though Purdue under Matt Painter has not been able to break through. 
well, just because Alabama has won a national championship doesn't make me sit here and say they're not a championship contender because they definitely are. Well, I mean, obviously they're a championship contender, but I think obviously Purdue term, is a championship. Yeah, I mean, contender, obviously they are too. But I'm just talking in terms of like the four teams that you're most confident in. Purdue is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Even though Matt Painter has not been able to break through time and time again. Yeah, for sure. That still worries me. Like, I mean, it's the same reason I think people worry about know, Rick but, Barnes. But we talk about coaches not being able to break through until they break through. It, right. Like, it has to happen. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone has their happens, year. You know? At some point it happens, and it's like, uh, what's the argument? I mean, is it going to be like, oh, Nate Oates breaks through for the first time, Matt Painter breaks through, does Kelvin Sampson break through, does Mick Cronin get back to a title and, 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 and break through? Like, what is is, uh, is Dan Hurley and UConn going to break through? Like, what, what coach has, has established himself other than Bill Self of like winning well i mean i think like winning is one thing but i think like matt painter is is solely in that group of of coaches with like rick barnes for example that are are seen as like the tournament chokers maybe i i yeah i mean jay wright was in there for so long and so was mark yeah Pugh. i mean so was tony bennett yeah tony bennett was the guy that couldn't break through that lost to the 16 seed until he won a national championship, which is exactly. This is also why I still firmly believe in Rick Barnes, but uh, you know there is something <laughs> to it at least that, for whatever reason, he's just had a harder time than a lot of coaches that have had similarly talented teams for a long period of time have had. Um, it's just there's so many arguments against teams this year because every right. team is just losing. Houston worries me. Yeah, I do. or not necessarily worries me. I, they just don't really do it for me. Like I get. Marcus Sasser is incredible. An incredible basketball player. Uh, yeah, he is. I, I understand that. You know, Jarese Walker, probably a first-round draft pick. Definitely first-round draft pick. You know, there's plenty of good players on that Houston team. It's a team that um, historically, under this regime, has is, is continued to get better. Every year it seems like the Houston teams get better as the year goes along and, and they're playing their best basketball in March. Oh, yeah. I just still don't believe in this Houston team. I can agree with Alabama. I would put them in my top four. I agree with what you said, Sam. I would have Baylor as another one of those top four teams. I, I mean, I, I've said it a couple times the last couple weeks. I'm very bullish on Baylor. Again, just the, the, the three guards that they have, Chachua back, uh, their lineup versatility. I love the Baylor Bears. You know who I'm kind of big on recently? I don't think they're like top four, my final four, but the Creighton Jays. Mm. They've won hot eight, to start they've the won year. eight in a row. They've won eight in a row. Hot to start the year, then kind of fizzled out a little well, bit. Well, Creighton was a team Creighton that is, I think people generally – like agreed upon as a consensus top ten team mm-hmm. with that was a title contender. Yeah. Uh, before the year, and then you know they lost six straight. Fine, it is what it is. Because Ryan Kalkbrenner was injured. Three or four of those were without Ryan Kalkbrenner. Oh, they were all without Ryan Kalkbrenner. Not all of them, but I think it was three or four. They haven't lost since he's been back. They haven't lost since he's been back, but the losing started when he was still playing. Oh, okay. Maybe. But he got back. And Creighton has looked like a title team. I mean, yep. they, they have Shireman from South Dakota State that can just knock down shot after shot. They have 
You know, there are two Ryans, Kalkbrenner and Nimbard, that can really kind of score inside and out. I think if you can get to their bench, that's when they become pretty beatable. You know, I don't think they have the deepest bench in the world, especially if Kalkbrenner gets in any foul trouble. I mean, you saw them lose four games without him playing. You know, if he gets in foul trouble, they can get in trouble. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I really like what Creighton's doing lately. It feels like weird timing to say this. I would have maybe had Texas in my top four up until this morning. I mean, maybe still this morning. It's tough, when, obviously, to say that coming off of a loss to an unranked team. But Texas has the guards and they have that six man and Serge Abari Rice and like they have shooters they have veteran experience they have you know kind of that I don't know how to put it necessarily but you know the Chris Beard incident kind of united them brought them together made them I think closer like they seem like a closer team than a lot of the teams in college basketball I really do buy into that Texas team too so your top four, Andy, Alabama, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas. Your top four, Sam, Alabama, Houston, Purdue, and Baylor. Baylor slash maybe UCLA in there too, just because they've, I mean, they've got such an experienced group there. But I, like you were saying with Creighton, I think you can get to their bench and they're not as strong. But UCLA's UCLA. their biggest concern is like they just take too many mid range shots for me, and they also have some of the Rick Barnes. You know, scoring drought complaints. Fair. Um, I would go Alabama. I would go Baylor. I would go with... Uh, I'll still throw Purdue in there, even though I could totally see Purdue being the one seed that loses to an eight seed. I could see it. Like, in terms of, of the one seeds, to me, they seem almost like the most likely one seed to lose to an eight seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they're 23-3 and three on the year, like, again, I think maybe, well, not maybe, just if your freshman guards, if Foster Lawyer and, like, David Marshall and those guys, if they have one night where they don't shoot so well, then Zach Eady gets rendered, you know, ineffective as a passer – and at that point, you can start doubling him, or again, you can just make him play straight up and, and make him be the one to beat you. One of the two. Like I'd still worry a little bit about Purdue, um, but I'll go. I'll go Alabama, Baylor, Purdue, and I think I still will stick with Texas. Is my top four teams right now? Okay, teams I that I feel most confident in. I wouldn't mind if someone also said Gonzaga just has a sneaky. Hey, they may might show up in the tournament. I can't do it. I also wouldn't mind if someone said Marquette. Uh, I thought about Indiana. Mm. Nah. Mm. They just got a good player. To me, there's yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> They've just got a good player. They're going to make it maybe to the Sweet 16, and then they'll lose. They have been doing good recently. I mean, they might be able to get Xavier Johnson back. No, Indiana is good. I, I don't mind them. Ray's Thompson, see if he can, like, be fully healthy for this tournament. I don't know. I just – I love Trace Jackson Davis so much. I know. Like, uh, you can't get blinded by. I might by the Trace Jackson Davis show. Might. I might get blinded I by might it. Just do it. <laughs> I really want to fill out a bracket. Like I, I want to I, print I out. Do too. I want to print out Joe Lenardi's current bracket and just fill it out. 
I really would love to do that right now. He's got an update this morning. I'm antsy for it. He's got an update this morning? Yeah, dropped right at 9. Where do I find it? Uh, wherever you always find it. It's not on his Twitter right it's now. It's on ESPN.com. It's not on his Twitter. What a loser. <laughs> Why would you not tweet it out, Joe? He's got New Mexico in the field. Really? That's an interesting one. I would have them like the sixth team out at this point. They've lost three in a row, Joe. What are you doing? Kentucky out of the field. Did Joe Lenardi even look at New Mexico's week? I don't know. They Why lost is North to, Carolina still in? They lost to Utah State, Nevada, and Air Force. Why is New Mexico in the field? You want to you wanna just fill out the side of the bracket real quick? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's take the South. Okay. Alabama, Alabama. versus Fairleigh Dickerson. Dickinson or Alcorn State or Alcorn State, Alabama wins. I I can Not get behind so that. <laughs> <laughs> Not so fat. NC State, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, give me Florida. Nah, Atlantic. give me Terquavion Smith. Uh, I I want the Owls to do well. Yeah, that's a tough game. Creighton and Liberty. You. Wow, I know As you like Darius McGee. My goodness, that would be the five twelve game. I, don't I even know, even know what that the would be. is a good five twelve game. I would give I would go Liberty and Darius McGee. Uh, Creighton's playing too good right now. Get to their bench. Get to their bench. Darius McGee. Darius McGee is awesome. That's all you need to know is Darius McGee. Darius McGee is great. Indiana VCU. I have zero opinions. I don't on know VCU. what VCU's got going on. I have on. zero opinions on them. The A10. Whoever wins the A10 is. <laughs> I. Just give me give me VCU. I'll give take me them. Fordham. <laughs> I'll take VCU. Indiana is going to smoke VCU. <laughs> Iowa and Boise State. What's that's Marcus uh, Shaver versus Chris Murray? Yeah, basically, I, I don't know much about Boise State. Really, I'm it's going Marcus Iowa. Shaver, and um, I, I would I would maybe take Boise State. Marquette Hofstra, Marquette, Northwestern Auburn a rematch? Can they do that? Uh, Joe Northwestern Joe, and Auburn. Uh, Joe's not. Is Joe slacking here? I'm pretty sure you can't have that. Joe's not thinking straight, but I'm going Auburn. Give me Northwestern. Boo. Bowie. <laughs> I'm going Auburn. Baylor, Vermont. Uh, I saw that picture of Bruce Pearl working at Catamounts. home. Just <laughs> doing film study in his living room. I'm all I'm all for Auburn. Give me the Catamounts. And Vermont day. over Baylor? Yeah, all After day. you just spoke very highly of Baylor? Yeah, but this is the worst Vermont team that we've had in like 10 years. So this is going to yeah. be the one that finally actually breaks through. True. Have they not won a first-round game yet? I feel like they every year. I pick them like every year. I feel like year. every year they're like, Oh man, Vermont lost by four. What a heartbreaker! I pick Vermont every year, and I don't think they've ever. I'm not sure if they have. I don't know if they've ever won for me. They might have actually broken. I think they won a first round game once. I swear, might have been last year. Every time I see them, I'm like, oh, might have been last year. They finally won. Oh, all right, let's see. I I don't believe it. Tennessee down to a three seed now, playing. No, Vermont has lost every single time they've been (laughs) they've been in there in the last ten years. Makes sense. Their worst team to be the one to break through. That would be crazy. I'll pick them. I pick them oh, every year. Man. I feel like I picked them last year. I they got that win. itch right now, man. Oh, I need it to be scratched by March Madness. I need a bracket in <laughs> front of me. I need an 11 a.m. game between the 13 and 14 C in the Big South right now, or I'm going to lose my mind. I'm not with this bracket, Joe. You've got New Mexico as a last four in. They just lost three in a row. That's that's mind blowing to me. If I'm not watching Drew Pember at 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus and a go, conference are they gonna make it? Game, oh, okay. <laughs> I I mean I just 
Why is I Charleston? Why is Charleston still on the bubble? What are we doing, Joe? I, Joe, what are we doing? I've had this opinion for a while. Joe is the most overrated bracketologist on the planet. There's just no no he wrote reason a book, that New Mexico. He wrote a book and he has the platform of ESPN. So we just hoist him up in the air as this uh, basketball genius, and he does a good job. He's got no job competition. But let's take it over to Bracket Matrix, Sam. I'll show you the competition. Bracket a Matrix. A team that's 6-6 six and six right now in the Mountain West should not be a last four in. So every year, right, Bracket Matrix, they track all the bracketologists in the world. And they average them together to tell you, you know, here's the average seed for each team based on all these bracketologists. So, like, Tennessee's average seed right now is 2.76. That comes out to the first three <coughs> seed. But they also have rankings every year. They rank the bracketologist on their accuracy. Joe Lenardi is, like, I, I don't even know the last time he's cracked the top 50. Wow. 50. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. Last year? I'm looking. I'm still scrolling. I mean... Goodness, Lenardi. And now the website crashed. Isn't that isn't that something? Tough. Goodness, isn't that something? Tough scene. Well, anyway, your past champions have been Chris Mackinder from Deuce Two Sports last year. Twenty twenty one was Patrick Stevens. Uh Patrick Stevens has won a couple of times. Twenty nineteen was Bracket Blogs. Twenty eighteen was elamending.com Joe's never won it uh, Joe last year it's really impossible to find I mean I there's a list of 148 and I'm just looking he was 87th last year I found it like in terms of accuracy, by yeah, what Joe Lenardi actually did was the eighty-seventh, or excuse me, the eighty-eighth. How do they most measure accurate, this? Uh, Based on the final one, twenty twenty-two. Uh, yeah. If he just had a bad day, like. I mean, I don't, maybe. How? Do, I don't know. Either Cause way, because there's a way of doing it, like catering to what the committee thinks. Or just or doing what you think it should be. So it's like I feel like people do that differently. I mean, some I people make like a bracket doing, based on what they should be think it is, but some people think, do if it. If you're to doing what the it based on like what you think it is, then like why are you doing it? So I know what I think it is. Like so I know like what teams are overrated or underrated. But I feel like bracketology is is the act of trying to project the actual bracket. So I know, if you're, but, if you're but making you could, a bracket off of like what you think it should be, and then like you're just basically making like a power ranking. Yeah. But that's in not bracketology. Form. In bracket form. That's not like bracketology. But it's though. the same thing. You're projecting the field, and this is what I think the field should be. That's what Joe Lenardi's doing. Joe Lenardi is not telling you this is what I think the field should be. Yeah, it is. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. He gets on TV and tells us why he has them at the one line. No, what he's telling you is this is what I think the NCAA will make the field. Yeah, but he also is putting his own opinions into it as well. But, like, 
we're, we're talking about two separate things here. Like, we're talking about... Like, if you were to make a mock draft, you're not going to make a mock draft of, like, this is how I think the team should draft. You're going to make a mock draft of, like, this is how I think the teams will draft. Same thing for Joe Lenardi. He's not making a bracket of, I think this is what the bracket should look like. He's I know, but it's impossible. Like, I think this is what it will look like. It's impossible to do something like that to where, what you think teams will do without being like, this is what they should do. Because you were saying a team will do this. I mean, I think even like As last like a year, thought of what you think is best. What are you talking about? Like, like if you make a mock draft, like I personally think like the who, whoever gets the number one pick and they need a quarterback. I personally think they should take uh, Bryce Young. I'm going to put Bryce Young at, at one. Maybe they – I don't know what the team wants. Like, what is, people putting Will Levis. Is Mel Kiefer putting Will Levis because he thinks teams are going to pick Will Levis or because he likes Will Levis? He likes Will Levis, so he's putting him higher. I think it's because he thinks teams are going to take no, Will No, no, no. Mel Kiefer likes Will Levis, so he Like, I don't higher. like Will Levis, but I'm still going to have him in the top ten of my mock draft. Yeah, but if I were drafting, I wouldn't take him in the first fifty picks. No, I get that, but the reason I'm doing the reason I like make my own brackets so I like, it's like if I were the committee, like if if I were the committee, this is what I would do. So you're essentially like you're just power ranking sixty eight teams. That's what the committee does. But like the idea of bracketology is not to mock what you think it should be. It's it's to mock what you think the committee will have. I know, but that it, to me that should be the same thing. Like, why is the committee doing anything different than power ranking? Because isn't I mean, that what you're not? Isn't you're that not what like, making the field but is? You're not putting up like your opinion. You're projecting the opinions of others. Like that's what bracketology okay, is. Okay, well yeah, is you can you can do both. Projection. I know, but I like to look at what I think it is so I can best make my bracket picks. They're power ranking just like I am, so I'd rather do it what I think instead of what other people are going to think more fun for me i guess that way i mean i think we're just completely on different pages here no no i get what you're saying but it's not fun that way and i don't think people actually do that all the time i mean that's what like these guys are doing like that's what professional bracketologists maybe that's are doing. what i but then how are how is joe lenardi and jerry palm so different from each other how are they that different i don't from really think they are that different they are I very different no similar. they're their bracket obviously choices in, are in, like, super in february different. it gets a little bit different but how are their projections so far off if they're both in the same mindset of, like, this is what the committee's going to do? I mean, because you have, like, 30 teams within a very slim margin of each other. I know, but sometimes there's, like, three seeds off. How are they that far off from each other? I don't – I mean, how often are they really three seeds off? I don't think that's – It happens a ton. Like, like, you'll go to Jerry Palm's bracket. Let's, let's just take a look. Let's see what Jerry Palm's got. Does he have New Mexico in his field? I got to pull up Joe's. We can compare him. Give me a team from Joe's on a seed line. That's, like, not a top seed. See, Jerry Palm's got Texas still out of one. Joe's got Texas out of two. So where, where are we different here? Jerry's got Tennessee as a four. Joe's got him as a three. As a three. I mean, that could be the difference in one spot. I know. I'm just saying there's, like, a healthy bit of difference. So we've got... Providence 8. Providence is at this an 8. This is one of the teams in, with in the Joe, most variance Providence, right now. Providence is a, is a 7 in, in Mr. Palm. 
Iowa State is a four. Iowa State's a five in Mr. Palm. They don't have one seed similar. I mean, again, this is just like slight variance. I know, but I'm just saying, like, how are they so far off if they're both projecting what exactly what... What do you mean, what, far off? Not far off, but, like, there's so many differences. Like, what, what, what is the... If they're both running on the same metrics of what the committee are going to use, how are they... Because it's just two guys trying to project what the committee is going to do a month from now. Like, as you get closer to March and as you get into championship week, brackets start to look a lot more similar as you have more complete... Resumes. I know, and but like there has to be also there also has to be of like this team has deserved to be here. I don't know if the committee will put them there, but they deserve to be there. So I'm bumping them up to this line. I mean, I don't really think like that. That's how what it Joe works. does. He comes on ESPN like and explains. Kind of the same. Like y'all are kind of saying the same thing almost. Yeah, you're trying to. No, I get. I get. I mean, like last year, 64 teams, and then the the like the committee's trying to just put the best 64 teams in. But, like, sometimes Lenardi has an opinion on who the best 64 teams are. I mean, I just told you, like, last year, right, my favorite wide receiver was Traylon Burks. That doesn't mean that I just pop into my mock draft and be like, oh, wide receiver needy team at eight. No. I like I Traylon Burks best. I'm going to give you Traylon no, Burks, even though I think you're going to take Chris Olave. No, no I'm still going to put Chris Olave there or Garrett Wilson there because I'm trying different. to project what people are going to do rather than just oh, tell I know. you my opinion. No, they're clearly – mapping out their field based on the criteria criteria that the NCAA uses like they're saying they take this into effect quad one record right. this and that they're using all of that to seed their things but then also like they're also going to throw some of their own like opinions in there as they're well saying, it's not just going to based be- on this resume are you tired of long waits and outrageous prices of, when getting your prescriptions filled is, if so maybe it's time you try national rx they're going to do this that's what bracketology is. Well, that's no fun. <laughs> Hour one's done. Hour two's on deck.